the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, hour number two on this fine Wednesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I only get to say that just for today, so I'll, you know, a couple more times we'll put that out there. It's good to be with you today. I hope that you are having a fine Wednesday in beautiful Southern California, wherever you may be. Maybe you're somewhere else. You know, we've had calls from Tucson. We've had calls from Ohio and uh, Oregon and uh, lots of other places. We know that many of you are listening to the program on your Alexa device or over the Internet uh, Odyssey app or whatever you're using. <clears throat> we thank you for that. We're really glad that you're part of our program. The world's changing, right? Right there. It's uh, the world is flat. We have got people listening from uh, all over the place. Well, wherever you are, we're glad that you're a part of our, our program and that you get to join us uh, each and every weekday from three to five as we talk about the events of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective. And uh, we have some fun also uh, on a lot of different things. We're really glad to be with you. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be uh, with you every day. I love getting to know you and uh, hear your thoughts about stuff. There's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world today, as you know, and, uh, you know, it's, um, it's fine. It's the Jesus is still on the throne. Everything that is happening is not outside of his control. Everything that's happening is not a surprise to him. I think sometimes we feel that way, don't we? Sometimes we we feel like, oh, I, I can't believe all this stuff is happening. Lord, what are you doing? And it's, you know, it's not like Jesus is looking down going, oh, man, they, they released that, that thing from the Supreme Court too early. That wasn't supposed to come out till June. What are you guys doing down there? And he's surprised. He's not surprised. Have they caught that person yet? I don't know. I don't think it's illegal, whatever that person did. I'm still of the, the hope that it's like a janitor or something who found it in the trash or somebody left it on the copy maker, some intern or something, you know. And uh, that might be the case. Uh, Who knows? Who knows what that is? Anyway, it's good to be with you today. You can join our conversation at any time by calling us at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You know, one of the things I think that gives us pause, that gives us some concern is the violence that we've been seeing that seems to be escalating in the last few years. And uh, whenever there's some uh, event going on that might cause people to uh, do this. We've we've seen it uh, obviously with the the riots after the George Floyd uh, killing. We saw it on January sixth, where some people uh, decided to do that at the Capitol. We've seen that uh, you know in some cities they've dealt with it for uh, months. Portland dealt with it for what a hundred days in a row, or hundred and six days in a row, or something like that. Different violence from Antifa and other groups. Um, I don't even know if people even understand what they really want, other than uh, broken windows and uh, chaos. There was violence in our town and in cities all across America last night, uh, not in a huge number, but uh, abortion protests, people breaking out and protesting because of 
the potential Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. In Los Angeles, you might have seen that last night. Protesters lobbed rocks and bottles at cops and smashed a cruiser's window. I'm not really sure why you would go after the police uh, because of this. Is it just, I mean, if if you're participating in this, if you're if you're the one who broke the window of that uh, police officer's car, would you call us up and, you know, why'd you do that? How, what does that have to do with abortion or whatever you're, you're worried about? Why did you feel like you needed to do that? We'd love to know who you are, your name, and your address, if you would state that on the air, 888-528-2557. Uh, the rest of your callers, you don't need to do that. But if you happen to be the person who's uh, beating up the police, uh, do that. 888-528-2557 is the number. A question I have is this. When we see these issues that are so emotional, that bring a reaction, and and abortion's one that brings a strong reaction on both sides. Um, we are seeing right now people on the pro-abortion side um, being violent. We're seeing uh, the protests at the Supreme Court right now uh, as uh, they're pretty violent. I looked at a lot of videos, and you know, I thought none of them are. You know, for radio, it's kind of hard to do video, but sometimes the audio is is really good and gives you a picture. But the audio was just mostly curse words and and kind of some just real ugliness. And I didn't really find any that I thought would be valuable, but you can find those up. They're not encouraging, and uh, most of the pro life people on this particular case are uh, behaving themselves and and praying for other people. It's good. Somebody's job was to go out and hurry up and put up barricades around the Supreme Court because this, you know, <laughs> you know, they were probably preparing for this at some point in June when the report was supposed to come out, when the decision was going to come out. And uh, somebody got a phone call. They said, hey, Jerry, guess what? You need to go set up the barricades right now. Oh, I do? Yeah, because they're coming. They're coming right now. And they did. They got out there and they set up all these barricades and made that happen a month early. Uh, is it okay is there a time when, and I guess I'm just you know, wondering what you think about this, where violence is acceptable? Because what I'm afraid of is that maybe some people think so. Or maybe there is a line. Where's the line? Where do you find that? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. There, uh, you know, in L.A., the protesters last night were tagging uh, police cards, breaking windows, throwing rocks and bottles. There's a lot of video of it online. And uh, does it help? Here's another question for you. Does this help the cause? And maybe that's some of the thinking. Um, When people were violent last night who were pro-abortion, or they were violent on January 6th, the ones who were uh, at that uh, rally at the Capitol, people who were violent during the... um, riots during the summer of 2020. Did it help? Was there any benefit? Has there been a time when getting violent over emotional issues has helped? Is there a time where you think, maybe as a Christian, what do you think? How do we tone it down? Is there something that we can do to help tone this down? Because it it seems to be getting worse. Now, we've seen this in our country before, the number, by the way, is 888-528-2557. If you've got some thoughts about this, we'd love to have you join the conversation right now, 888-528-2557. We've seen violent times in our country before. We've seen them here in our states, in uh, college campuses. We've seen protests, protests particularly during the Vietnam War uh, that got out of hand that there was a lot of things going on that was that was brutal. 
But there's also violence that we're seeing in other areas. So maybe there's always a concern about violence whenever there's a protest. I get emails from groups that are planning different protests for different things. And the organizers, some of the organizers want the violence, okay? Some of those people are like, uh, bring a brick. Um, And those people get in trouble. But there's other people who are saying, no, we want to protest this, but please keep this to yourself. Please personally invite people. Don't put it on your Facebook or thing because we don't want it to get hijacked because they know that as soon as somebody's throwing the brick, um, the conversation changes. Whatever's being protested, right or wrong, right or left, whatever happens, the conversation changes to be about that and not about whatever the actual issue is. There are other areas where we are seeing violence. So one of the other things that happened last night was comedian Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage last night at the Hollywood Bowl. Did you see that? There's some videos of that. And um, it's uh, it's a pretty brutal attack. And his attacker had a, uh, I guess it was a, it was a gun, but not a gun that shoots bullets. It was a gun that concealed a knife inside the barrel. So it was a deadly weapon, but it's a, you know, something that's made, uh, I don't really understand that. Like, why do you, if you are going to show a gun, you, the gun's really a knife? You know, what? what's the point of that? Uh, anyway, but apparently the point is to uh, harm Dave Chappelle. And uh, he was tackled right there on the stage. And um, they responded. The police got there. They took that guy away. Chappelle's okay. You know, a funny thing that happened is Chris Rock was there. And Chris Rock comes out and he says, was that Will Smith? Uh, funny line, funny line. And, uh, you know, but... What is also happening is lots of people who are performers and comedians in particular are very concerned that they're not safe, very concerned. And you could tell that the security was pretty uh, significant at this event. Um, And the guy who was the attacker, uh, he was not treated uh, kindly by those who took him into custody. I think his arm was broken, his shoulder was dislocated. I mean, they tackled him and and took him down. but we are in a time where it's not safe maybe to share your opinion or you might have a reason to go protest, but maybe you don't because it might change course. What are your thoughts about this? 888-528-2557. Have you ever participated in an event where uh, things got out of hand, things got violent, and maybe you participated and got in some trouble or did something you wish you didn't, or maybe you just got out of there? Uh, before, as you started to notice, you know what, we got to get out of there. I have a sister-in-law who was uh, wandered her way into some Antifa protest that was in Seattle, and uh, she ended up getting tear gassed or something <laughs> because she, she literally just walked around the corner into the wrong place, and that was going on, and here comes the tear gas and all of the stuff, and uh, it's quite an experience for her to uh, to share her experience as part of the Antifa rally. Um, are we allowed to say things? You know, uh, Dave Chappelle, he is, he's a funny guy. He's, he's very uh, uh, foul, you know, a lot of the time, which I think is unfortunate. I think he can be funny without that. Um, it's not that that really is funny, but I think when you start to get really foul as a comedian, you are, you're inviting people to laugh at you, but not really with you at the joke, right? I think it's a, just my personal opinion about it. It just, it just cheapens what you're doing if you're already really funny. But one of the things about comedy that has been a healthy thing, I talked about this a couple days ago, is that it helps us address issues that are difficult to address. And Dave Chappelle has been, has been talking about the transgender issue, which is 
causing a lot of division in our country, a lot of difficulty. Here's something that he said uh, recently about that play, the Chappelle clip. Do we have that, Jared? When I watch sports, I be thinking about, like, like, think about, okay, okay, say, say LeBron James uh, changed his gender. You know what I mean? Okay, can he stay in the NBA or, because he's a woman, does he have to go to the WNBA where he will score 840 points a game? <laughs> what does it actually mean to be equal? You know what I mean? Like, if women are actually equal to men, then there would be no WNBA, would there? You would just be good enough to play in the NBA with us. See, that he, those kinds of comments, he thinks, are creating a lot of problem. That's why there's so much security there. And uh, for one of his Netflix shows, he had a lot of conversation. Most of the show had a lot of conversation about the transgender issue. But here's the thing. Most of it was misunderstood. Most people didn't watch it. I think you hear stuff and you go, well, we say things and then we get bent out of shape because we heard just a clip. Um, I watched it. And uh, I don't recommend it. Like I said, it's foul. And Dave Chappelle's a funny guy. I didn't find that that special to be very funny, actually, at all. It was interesting. And the interesting point he was actually trying to make in that was not really about uh, the transgender issue. What he was actually saying is, how is it that you guys in the transgender world are making all this progress with uh, civil rights and uh, we black people have spent 200 years and we haven't been as gone as far as you have? And that was a pretty funny, interesting point, actually, throughout uh, his program. That's really what it was about. And actually, he he was very um, honest about a friendship that he had that ended in a tragic way, um, which I think is part of the, you know, it was a comedy special. It was something that was actually very, um, you know, it was just not the note that you're expecting if you're going to watch a comedy special. Uh, the transgender person committed, committed suicide, and uh, he kind of dealt with that. Um, but this was a friend of his, and um, he got massively criticized for having that conversation. They tried to cancel him. They they tried to uh, shut him up, cancel his shows. Uh, it didn't work. But what some people are wondering is if this attack on him last night at the Hollywood Bowl is because of that, because somebody just decided they don't like what he's saying and we're just going to harm him. And his attacker was arrested for attacking with a deadly weapon. That is, uh, that's where we're at, I think, as, as the world goes. So how do we respond to that? You know, as, as believers, does this, does this frighten you? Does it change your approach to maybe your job? I mean, as before the shutdown, remember, there were an awful lot of church shootings going on around the country. And uh, we had some conversation at our church about security and how to do it. And uh, we, we contracted with uh, local police organizations. Sometimes you can hire a private security for police officers who are off duty. And, uh, you know, they can show up as plain clothes or they can show up in their uniform and you figure out what's the best way to deter a criminal from doing that. There are pulpits that are made out of bulletproof material, which I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hide behind the pulpit while everybody else gets shot in there. I'm not going to do that. But they do that because usually the pastor is the one who's first to see whoever is coming in. And frankly, that person is probably coming in. They're mad at the pastor because, uh, you know, he told them not to sin or something. Um, but we have a lot of different concerns in the world today of violence. And we seem to think that it's okay to respond 
as a violent person to political decisions that we don't like. And we're seeing this more and more often. How do you feel about that? And how do we change that trajectory? That's something that I think is really, really important, that we change the trajectory of where we're going with violence in our country. I think that it's very deeply rooted. Some people blame video games. Do you think video games are making us more violent? Do you think that video games are making us a a people that doesn't understand violence? Some of them are so realistic. You know, we don't let our boys play the uh, the shoot 'em games. You know, there's a lot of cartoon shoot 'em games where you're shooting the little cartoon figure and there's something that happens, but uh, we haven't let them play the actual uh, some of those serious violent violent games. Um, is that causing a problem? Do video games increase the violence in our culture? What do you think about that? You can give me a call, 888-528-2557, if you want to chime in and join the conversation. This is Southern California Live, the Wednesday edition, Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. And we're talking about violence. We've experienced violence in our neighborhoods right here in Los Angeles and uh, many, many cities last night. Uh, some people gathered together in response to the potential abortion verdict by the court. Um, why does it in- immediately go to violence? Um, why do you think that's happening? What are the things that contribute to that? The video game question, I think, is a, is a big one. Uh, there's lots of studies that say it contributes to violence. There are, do you play some of the, uh, the heavier games? Do you know this about your kids? And, and something I've learned just in having kids that I didn't know. And I like to play video games. I just don't have any time for it. But, and that's something that I never understood. I always wondered, why did, Dad, why didn't you play video games more often? My dad played, you know, once in a while with us. There were a couple of games that he played, and he played a lot. Um, and he really enjoyed them. But most of the time, he just didn't have time. Now that I'm a dad, I'm like, oh, I totally understand. I don't have time. I'm too tired. My brain doesn't work this way. In fact, a lot of the new games, I, I get sick. I can't deal with the motion for whatever. And I don't know if it's my brain just hasn't, you know, dealt, you know, with that. I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, I get it now, but I'm watching the, the kids who can find games that we would later block, you know, on the, just on the internet that are pretty gory. And you go, this is wrong. In fact, we were looking at a game just in a, a video game store, an online store. And we watched the, uh, me and my boys, we watched the, the trailer to it. We we're just curious. And uh, that trailer dropped an F-bomb. Uh, on a Nintendo Switch, Nintendo usually is cleaner on some of this stuff. And uh, so, that, you know, that's what we got. And I thought, I just can't believe that that was in the trailer. Uh, it was like 10 seconds into the trailer, full-on F-bomb on the video game trailer. And have we really? And, and they know kids are watching this. They know that little kids are watching this, that my kids watch that stuff. And now I have to block all of that. Uh, not that they haven't heard that word, unfortunately, before, but uh, they haven't heard it from their dad or their mom. Uh, but I'm sure that's out there. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to chime in. Lisa from Lakewood, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Hi, thanks Hi, for Lisa. having me on. I just yeah. wanted to say that the uh, video game, I think you're on to something, because um, the Grand Theft Auto game off was just mild, and then it got progressively worse. Some of these acts that are being committed, just like that game, Grand Theft Auto, they walk up to people and, and then shoot them and just mm. put up the call. So um, I think the video games have something to do with it. And uh, 
the our society right now is not at its best. So um, we really have to be careful with the things we say and how we say it to people. Um, and that's my opinion. All right. Hey, Lisa, thank you for sharing that opinion. She was talking about a video game called uh, Grand Theft Auto. And, uh, you know, if you have that game at home, I think something for parents is we don't often understand necessarily what our kids have. Right. I mean, think about what you did as a kid, you know, what kinds of things you might have hid from your parents. You know, if you're if you're so old that there was no Internet. So you're like from the dark ages, uh, you know, hiding things from your parents was more of a, a physical activity. Right. You might have hid something under the bed or in the closet or a friend's house had it. You know, there was but there was very limited access to things that might be harmful, uh, violent video games or pornography or things like that. Uh, and uh, you'd have to work hard to do something like that to be involved in it. Today, I mean, do you know how much access your little kids, little kids, have to um, to pornography, to very violent video games, to um, things that uh, as a little kid, you know, when we were kids, we never even heard of. And even as grown-ups, we just sort of wanted to stay away from. You got to be aware. You got to be aware of what's happening with your kids out there. Uh, do you think violent? Do you think video games are adding to some of the violence that we're having in our culture today? And uh, what do you think about that? You can join our conversation by calling us at eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. That's the number for Southern California Live. If you can't call right now, you can always email SoCalLive at kkla.com. SoCalLive at kkla.com is the email address. We're going to take a break and we'll come back for your calls and uh, we'll continue talking about this uh, as your calls come in. You know, what are some of the steps that we need to do to prevent violence? What are some things that have changed? Is there ever a time for acceptable violence? Uh, No one's taking the bait on that one out there. Uh, And that's okay because really I don't think there is. But if you disagree, you can give me a call, 888-528-2557. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of SoCal Live I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back with you in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Good to be with you on International Star Wars Day, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, as they say. Uh, are your kids wearing Star Wars stuff to school today? I'm amazed at how this blossomed into a thing, right? It used to be just a silly thing people would say. Uh, and now the, the schools are doing it. Uh, teachers are dressed up. Uh, can you imagine you're George Lucas and you write your little thing? And then uh, he couldn't imagine all those years ago. And here you go. Hey, we're talking about violence and uh how do we deal with it in our society? Is there ever a time for it? Um, and uh, what are some things that add to it? We saw violence in our town yesterday as uh, pro-abortion uh, protest turned violence. And uh, we saw it at uh, in Los Angeles that Dave, Dave Chappelle was attacked during his act at the Hollywood Bowl with a deadly weapon uh, last night. And uh, we're seeing it all across the country right now as, as some of these protests are up again in violence. Of course, we've seen it at different protests, both in the left and right, the last couple of years uh, where violence happens. Are we at a place where we just can't control ourselves? 
uh, and what is leading us to have more violence. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. J- Jackie from Compton, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, what I wanted to You're bring welcome. into it is I, I definitely agree that the video games are a part of the violence. I think, I think they are. But at the same time, I think it's just really, I think it's a lot to do with social media too. Because if you mm. think about something, sometimes like I've seen videos and I've seen people doing this. There's a tragic accident. Let's say two kids are fighting with each other. Instead of somebody stepping in and trying to stop them from fighting, they're videotaping them. Or even the other kids, instead of helping right. the kid, they're actually videotaping them so they can put it on YouTube and so they can put it on the social media. And I think it's very sad. Because we're forgetting our, our values as people that we're supposed to help each other when you see somebody in need of help. And that's what I'm trying to teach yes. my grandkids. Because my grandkids, mm. they're, they're, they go to school and they're starting. I have them the age all the way from 10 to a baby to 2. And I see my 10-year-old yeah. and my 9-year-old grandkids. They go to school and they see that and they, they laugh at it. There was a... My grandson was in a baseball game, and they were fighting, and I stepped in and stopped it. He wanted to videotape it. He wanted my phone, and I said, no. He's like, yeah, because I could show my friend at school. I said, no, that's not the way it is. So I just wanted to to make that statement that I think it has a lot to do, too, with social media that's being used in the wrong way. Jackie, that's that's an excellent point. I've I've wondered that, too. I see these videos, and... Nobody's helping, but everybody is filming it. And right. do you think that, like, your kids, are your grandkids old enough to be worried about getting likes or having a YouTube channel that makes some money or does something like that? I'm hoping is that what they're not. thinking, or is it just I mean, funny? I, I don't let them on my phone, but I don't know if their mom does. I'm hoping not. But the way she said mm. it was that, that my grandson said, well, I can go to school and show my friends. So that made me worry. So that's why I'm trying to be a big part of my grandkids' lives. And, and I just, you know, I pray every day about this, really. <laughs> you know, I really do. Yeah, you, you need to. And, you know, for uh, grandparents, um, you've, got a, you've got an opportunity to minister to your grandkids in a way that sometimes parents can't. You know, they might talk to you or they don't talk to mom just because that's what we do sometimes as kids. How many grandkids do you have? I have seven, all for my daughter. Seven grandkids. Yeah. Zero through 10. Wow. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I would have that conversation just to see if she knows. You know, that's another thing parents do is they hand their phone or their iPad or whatever to their kid as a babysitter sometimes or just to get them to be quiet while you're doing something. And they have access to every possible bad thing. And, you know, kids are going to find it. They're going to find it on purpose. They're going to find it accidentally. Uh, that's an excellent point. Thank you, Jackie, and uh, God bless you, and, and uh, just keep working and praying with your grandkids. It's great that they have you in their life. Uh, it's great that you care uh, this way. We can't, we can't ignore it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons for violence when you get out there. One of them is family doesn't care. Family's not involved, and sometimes it's um, parents are just unable to. Sometimes parents have their own struggles or they both work in our culture, particularly in San Diego and Los Angeles, uh, Southern California. Everything's so expensive. Everybody works. Um, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number if you want to join the conversation. 888-528-2557 is the number. We're talking about 
uh, violence. Jackie was talking about the social media. She's right. There, I, I had not thought about that. There are lots of videos out there where people are enjoying watching people fight. Uh, there was, you know, some stuff at a Little League game, Little League game, where parents charge the field and parents are out there just having a, a fist fight. I mean, it looked like a church meeting. They were just hitting each other everywhere. And I joke about that as a church meeting, but this happens at a church meeting. My wife was just at a uh, pastor's wives gathering and they were sharing some of the things that they go through. And, you know, we talk a lot about pastors uh, on our program and we definitely want you to invite your your pastor and their pastor's spouse is welcome to go to the pastor's appreciation uh, event also. You can find that at kkla.com and uh, kprz.com in San Diego, kkla.com if you're listening on 99.5 FM in LA. Uh, bring the pastor's wives into these things. You got to minister to your pastor's, your, your pastor's wife. This lady said, the one pastor's wife said that at a recent church meeting, the head deacon hit her a guy came up and slugged her in the shoulder. Um, I mean, that's what people are going through sometimes. I mean, that's just, uh, and, uh, you know, there's probably another deacon who pulled out his phone and started filming it, and it's on, uh, you know, bad church TikTok somewhere out there, uh, and somebody's making money. There's Maybe this is an area that we need to explore in some detail because, you know, something I think parents need to know is that there's money in those videos for, for people that those videos, if they get a lot of views, if they go viral, that uh, you can put advertisement on there and you get paid. Uh, there's some people making a lot of money by other people's uh, hurting. What happened to us in those things? Like, didn't we used to break up fights? I've broken up fights before. Didn't we used to see some fight breaking out? And I mean, unless there's weapons or something where it's just dangerous, you go break it up. You get some people, especially if there's a crowd of people around. You by yourself might not be able to do that, but if there's two people fighting or three people fighting and you there's a crowd of people around. That fight should last, you know, 10 seconds before people break it up. And uh, that's just a great point, Jackie. People are bringing out their phones and, and, uh, and filming it. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. We're talking about violence in our society. Tracy from Silmar, welcome to Southern California Live. Thanks, Scott. Um, I was at the... Stanley Moss Court yesterday, and after I came out, I observed the pro-lifers standing there doing interviews with Channel 2 and Channel 4, Uh and they have a a certain element around them that, if you do disagree with what they're protesting, they want to get violent. And I, I, I was noticing that if that's the case, if you're so uh, against People uh, aborting a child. Uh-huh. It, it was for. It was for. It was. It was just the way things are happening now. It's not a peaceful demonstration. They're looking to have some type of rebuttal so they can fight. So, so when you came out of the yeah, when you came out of the courthouse, you saw these are pro-life protesters, and uh, they were being <laughs> interviewed. What were they doing that you felt like was um, potentially creating? Uh... They were, they were, they're not, they, they were, yeah, pro-life. They basically, they were saying women should have the right to not uh, uh, have a child. Pro-choice, yes. They were pro-choice protesters. Okay. Yes. And basically they were saying uh, this bill should not uh 
be passed or they want it to be passed. They want to maintain uh, Roe versus Wade is what they want. There you go. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was, it was not in a peaceful manner. They wanted to be heard, but if they, the way they were coming about it was not, it wasn't right. Yeah. Why do you think that's happening more and more often? Because we're becoming a society of, like you said, a lot of things are not like it used to be. We don't have yeah. uh, things set into place. The Bible taken out of school. Um, yeah, I think you're right. A lot. Yeah, I was on here about a month ago, and you prayed for me because my husband was throwing me and my children out of our home. Oh, I remember and, you. I remember you. And, and, and it was a violent situation. Mm. Uh Yes, uh, Monday, where yeah. his attorney and them took did a hostile takeover of our home. Oh, they did. Where where it was where it was played on Facebook and the police were there, but they were backing up the attorney and my husband. So there were people filming this uh, this event. They were taking your home, and there were people putting that on their Facebook. Yep. And right now, me and I'm I'm doing the best I can to get a roof over our head. But me and my children are now homeless. Are you? Hey, uh, um, Tracy, did you ever you when you called before? You asked about getting an attorney. You were looking for someone to help you. Did you ever find any help? Nope, nope, nope. And and bottom line, the attorney that he has is very corrupt. Mm, okay. And like hey, you said, we're. Uh, yeah, Tracy. Do you how many kids do you have? Two. One has autism, and the other one has PTSD. All and right. then we yeah. have our dog. Don't forget our dog. Oh yeah, I know. Very important. What's your dog's name? And it, yeah, Sprinkle Cheech. And they had her tied up against the gate. Oh, did now. Uh, I'm real sorry about that. Uh, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Would Would you? Um, and Jared, can you do this? Jared's our call screener. Could. Uh, and it's up to you, but if you wouldn't mind giving me your name and number, maybe we can follow up with you a little bit uh, okay, on some thank things. You, Would you do that, Jared? Are you able and to do that? If you don't mind, do you mind praying? Okay. Just stay on I the line, Tracy. The What's that? I just think, do you mind praying before you go talk to your next caller? Are yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll pray for you, Tracy. Uh, and uh, don't hang up afterward. Just stay on the line, and Jared will get your number as soon as we go to commercial here in a minute, okay? So let's pray for Tracy, okay? She's, you know, she's having part of her life put on Facebook that, uh, I mean, it's it's not something anybody should go through. And if you are going through it, it needs to be private. And maybe that's another reason why some people just re- resort. You know, there's just so much out there that we just don't. Anyway, let's pray for Tracy. God, we thank you for Tracy. We thank you that she's part of our family here on this program, that she listens at uh, to KKLA. We pray for her encouragement. We pray for her kids. We pray for her situation. And I pray that if there's somebody out there who will help her, that we would be able to help uh, her not be homeless, that we'd be able to help her get a roof over her head, some help with her kids. I pray for her church and people who know her, that they would be able to help. And you know, Lord, there's so many different angles and and situations uh, and different things that are involved here. You know what all of those things are. I pray that you work those things out for Tracy. Uh, we thank you for her. We thank you that she's part of our family here. Uh, we pray that you would give her the help that she needs. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Tracy, don't hang up, and uh, we'll make sure that you get that information. 
Friends, we're going to take a break. If you're on hold, just stay on hold. We'll get to your calls as soon as we get back from the break. We're talking about uh, violence and uh, what's creating that and maybe what we can do about it. 888-528-2557 is the number for our show, Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back with the Wednesday edition of SoCal Live. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. Number is 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We're talking about violence and getting your thoughts on that and what to do about it. We'll have a couple of uh, ideas here in just a moment for you, but I want to get to your calls. Chris from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi, Scott. Wanted to add a little bit more info on uh, the lady that called the Lavado uh, about uh, us being violent uh, in uh, the media. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the social media. Us as a country, uh, as our nation, the nation, uh, we've um, always promoted violence uh, to films as a use of uh, propaganda to motivate people to go to war. Uh, say back in the, the early 40s, uh, and uh, certain films that would uh, motivate people to, to help push the fight to go to war. And uh, that kind of stuck with us and uh, to the present day. And now it has turned around on us and uh, has become more more violent in itself. Do you think, I can't hear you, I can't hear you too well, so I want to make sure I'm tracking with you here for a second, Chris. Uh, are you oh, yeah. are you talking are you talking about how um, we've had uh, war and a uh, position as a country to go to war, is that, and that's causing us as a people to be quicker to resort to violence? Okay, maybe you could hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you a lot better now. I'm driving. I'm driving. Okay, so us as a nation has always been a a violent uh, nation since uh, since the 40s. We've used uh, films to propagate war, to motivate people to go to war, like during the 40s. And uh, that has stuck with us uh, ever since. Now Hollywood uh, sells violence, and uh, that propaganda has now like just turned against us. Instead of uh, motivating that for the for the best, get us in the in the rear. So and, you're saying um, you're, you're saying that uh, we because we glorify violence, and you're talking about movies right now. That is uh, one of the reasons that we are quicker to be violent with each other whenever issues come up. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chris, uh, a lot of people say that. Uh, thanks for your call, Chris. It is, um, you know, I mean, in the, in the 40s, you know, there was a reason to go to war that might have been a good one. When we started out, I said, you know, is there a reason why we should revort, resort to violence? Um, we probably needed to be in that war. Um, but that doesn't mean that any of it is good. 
it doesn't mean that any of it is uh, necessary, you know, or, I mean, it might've been necessary, but it's not, um, there's nothing about it that's good. If you fought in war, even wars that are completely justified, uh, you're still dealing with it. It's still very troubling, very, very difficult to be a part of that. Um, Ellie in Irvine, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Ellie. Uh, I'm in Burbank. It's not Irvine. And oh, okay, Burbank. Um, Are you Ellie? Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, hi, Scott. Uh, I really um, thank you for you. Whatever you are broadcasting is really uh, working, and it's going to work out because uh, um, uh, good will eventually win evil. And um, uh, but first of all, it starts from the family and the fear of fear of lack of fear of God. Fear of authority, fear of your so whatever, whenever fear of losing your character, fear of losing your responsibility. So when you don't have any fear, you'll do anything. It's not only the only the videos. It starts from your family. If they don't teach you, if you're a two or three year old, that you have to have respect and and fear of God and fear of your family, fear of authority. Whenever they go to school, it's not only the school's fault or or, or authority. It starts from the family. So it's it's better to have a fear of fear of God, fear of uh, you know responsibility. Yeah. And when it comes back, everything will gonna go into its place. Otherwise. Uh. Uh, it's going to continue and continue and continue yeah. uh, until God knows where it's going to end up. So. All right, Ellie. Thank you for that. You know, she's talking about fear, and I think fear is a lot of the reason, right? What's the uh, motivation for uh, the violence that we're seeing that happens in the protests? Isn't there a lot of fear behind that? You know, fear of losing a right or fear of losing something that is identity. Maybe it's a fear of being wrong. Maybe it's a, you know, a, a lot of... Uh, this subject, the abortion subject, is is tough because you're you're not just dealing with something that's theoretical. This isn't like we're arguing about income tax or, or gas tax or gas prices. We're talking about a decision that is getting made, a moral decision that's getting made. And one side is saying that, hey, if you make this decision, you're you're killing a human being. You're you're making the decision to kill a, another human being, and so the other side is saying, "No, it's not a human being. This is my body, and it's just a medical procedure." And you know, the that's very intense. That's a lot more intense of an argument than you know, gas prices or something like that. And the fear often that is there is the fear of, well, what if, you know, coming from the pro-choice side, some of that fear is, well, what if I am murdering human being? What if I am killing another human being? What if it's not my body? Um, what if these people are right? And that's something that, that has happened over time because of the science, because of the what we see in the sonogram and the um, uh, all of this is that many, many people are being convinced, no, it's a human being. And the real discussion, when you finally get through it, you know, the discussion really is, is of a question about values. Do we value the life of uh, the mom more than the value of the child? Are they equal? And there's a lot of fear involved. I think that has a lot to do with those protests. There's fear uh, in, uh, you know, some of the protests that get violent and stuff is just mayhem. And, you know, I watched some videos from uh, the riots that happened after George Floyd, and, you know, a lot of them had to do with that specific thing. But there's people today, they also video their rioting and put that on their Instagram or wherever. And, you know, some of them you could tell, I don't even know if they'd heard of George George Floyd. They just uh, had an opportunity to go downtown and break some glass. And, uh, you know, so there is a problem of, of mayhem and people just being violent who don't care 
uh, who don't really care about the issue. And the thing is, is um, it doesn't help your side. You know, it doesn't help when you get violent or if you let people on your side who really aren't on anybody's side and they get violent, I promise you it's not helping. It changes the conversation. Instead of whatever the issue is that you're protesting about, whatever the issue is that you're trying to bring to the table, the serious people with whatever it is, as soon as it gets violent, the conversation becomes about the violence. The conversation changes and you don't make any progress. This is one of the advantages of uh, nonviolence, the the philosophy of nonviolence, which is not not pacifism, but it's to say, you know, violence gets in the way. That's why Martin Luther King taught that. And some of the rallies that he was a part of, they became violent, but he was against that. He was saying, stop doing that. We're, we're ruining our cause. And the reason we celebrate him today is because nonviolence works. It causes, it forces people, it forces a situation where you realize who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And as soon as everybody's violent on both sides or one side or the other, and we're just beating each other up and burning things down, you know, it, it doesn't work. Uh, it, it ends the, the right conversation you need to be having, and it changes the entire focus of whatever's there. Whatever injustice you might be trying to, you know, whatever issue you're trying to raise, uh, if it turns into something else, then that becomes the topic. All right, I'm going to take one more call. Uh, Daniel from Lomita. Daniel, welcome to Southern California Live. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, yeah, you have a very interesting topic. And, you know, I I was born in the 80s. So, um, you know, I grew up with video games. And, mm. you know, I think the outburst of violence that we're seeing doesn't come from one singular issue. You know, it comes from yeah. so many different things. And, you know, I mean, I, I grew up playing. I started with, you know, started with Super Mario. I've even played like one of the Grand Theft series. And just as a an early game where I've seen the the degeneracy of what's being put in these video games now. You know, I mean some of the right. some of the content is just so unthinkable, you know? And, you know, I think I think what's causing a lot of people to start having these outbursts of anger and violence is um you know, it, uh, obviously number one, we, we we've driven God out of our government. You know, Bibles are no longer allowed in schools, prayers been banned uh, and we're we're seeing the fruit of that of those uh, decisions in our time. You know, yeah, just like a, a about ten more seconds. Okay, and then uh, the other thing too is, um, uh, I believe that it comes from uh, uh, fatherlessness, right? Our our mm. U.S. has become the number one nation in single parent homes. Yeah, Daniel, and I have to have, go because we're I'm coming up on a hard break, but I think you're making a very good point there. Uh, the family has a lot to do with it. And here's the thing is if you're not going to fear God, meaning you're not going to follow the creator, you're not going to uh, fear God, you're going to fear something else. And that leads to all kinds of violence and breakdown and other things. We should probably do a show on video games specifically. There's competing theories and ideas about that, but I think it matters. I want to leave you with this uh, today, two verses from the book of Hebrews. Um, I think that you'll find useful. Um, just remember that we are meant to gather with each other, that the solution to a lot of the violence is, you know, a lot of it is we sit around and we do nothing. And we just sit around and we think and we scroll through our social media and it just revs us up and there's no other outlet. Uh, we need to gather together as the book of Hebrews reminds us to do. And we need to take care of each other. Hebrews uh, chapter 13 reminds us to have hospitality. It says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters, and do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. You know, doing that, 
It helps with a lot of violence. It, it makes sure that we see people as people. All right, we're out of time uh, today. Thank you for listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back with you tomorrow from 3 to 5 right here on KKLA 99.5. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs>